0: Hey, how's it going today, guys? This is Brandon with the Football Frame of Mind podcast today. One-third of this great team that we've built. Uh, So since we're getting closer and closer to the beginning of the college football season, I thought it would be really nice to break down another team. As you guys can see, if y'all haven't checked it out yet, another third of our team, Cam, went in and gave his projection and his predictions for his Alabama Crimson Tide. And, I mean, you can't have... A video about the Alabama Crimson Tide without having a video about the LSU Tigers. Now, if we're looking at LSU this season, obviously last year was a year of really establishing a culture and trying to uh, dig ourselves out of the rut that was built by Ed Jerome before his departure. Uh, really weren't projected to do that much last year. Uh, Brian Kelly was going into year one. A lot of our roster was assembled through the transfer portal. Obviously, it still has some very talented players, but, I mean, last year we uh, definitely outplayed expectations. We won the SEC West and found our way competing against Georgia in the SEC title game. Now, obviously, some of those games that didn't go our way should have. But, I mean, look, it was a really good first year, and, I mean, this year we're looking for more. I'm talking playoff picture, maybe national title picture. I mean – Let's just take a look at this schedule for one. We'll just run through some of the games, okay? So, obviously, week one is the one everybody's talking about. Uh, It's LSU, Florida State, in Orlando. Big hype, big game. The outcome of this game could really determine how things, the dominoes, are going to fall for the rest of the season. Then you go into week two. You've got Grambling State going to LSU. Not much to talk about there. Uh, Week three is probably a very underrated matchup when LSU has to travel to Mississippi State to duel against Will Rogers and that high-powered air raid offense. Now, I don't know if they're going to have the same kind of offense now that Mike Leach is gone, or rest his soul, but I think it'll still be a really good matchup for sure. You go to the fourth game, we've got Arkansas traveling to Baton Rouge to take on LSU as well. After that, LSU goes back on the road to Ole Miss, and then after that goes on the road to Missouri. Two winnable games for sure, but don't no pushovers there. Uh, After that, you've got two straight home games as the Auburn Tigers travel to Baton Rouge. And then Army, very unusual opponent. We don't usually play them. They're coming to Baton Rouge as well. But everybody is looking for this next game, and it's LSU playing Alabama in Tuscaloosa. Probably the most important, if not the most important game on the schedule all year. We're going to delve further into it, but definitely a big game to watch. After that, we finish our season on a three-game homestand as the Florida Gators travel to Baton Rouge to take us on. After that, it'll be Georgia State. And then the last game of the regular season in Death Valley will be the Texas A&M Aggies taking on the LSU Tigers. Now, obviously, that's a lot to unfold, a lot to unravel. Uh, if you guys haven't watched our projection video, then I would definitely check that out. But I have high expectations of LSU, not just because I'm a homer, not just because that's my team team. I just see where the roster is at, and I see many chances for opportunities to really make a deep run and possibly get a playoff spot, if not more. My projection video, I've got LSU coming out of the West, winning the SEC Championship, finding their way into the playoff, and I've got them beating Michigan in the National Championship. Now, I don't know if that's fully going to happen, but I'm going to stand by my projection. Uh, Let's look at some of these players. So, I mean, we have quite possibly the best quarterback room in the country. Some people may not think that way, but we've got Jaden Daniels, dual threat guy, really stood out and played really well last year. Obviously, he's had another whole offseason to work with his offense and his targets. I think he's going to be more efficient, especially throwing that ball downfield and not be as scared to take those chances and really stand in the pocket and really take over games. Obviously, his running ability is unmatched. He can really open up an offense, open up a game, and really just – demoralize the other team our backup quarterback Garrett Nussmeyer uh you guys seen in the SEC title game guy's got an arm guy's a gunslinger guy's not afraid to get in there and make throws get out of the pocket do what he has to do he's got a bright future for sure man our running back room is looking very interesting. So last year we were really plagued in the running back room with injuries. We bring back Noah Kane. Obviously, you know, he transferred in from Penn State last year. Josh Williams, a walk-on tailback from a few years ago, really handled a lot of the workload last year. He did really well. Uh, John Emery, he's had on and off academic issues with the talent. Obviously, is un- unmatched. I mean, he's really good when he's actually able to be on the field. But probably the most interesting player in this position group has got to be Diggs, the transfer from Notre Dame. I mean, he played under Brian Kelly in- during his tenure, and he's transferred in to really help secure this running back room. The guy can catch. The guy can block. He can- He's a hell of a runner. I mean... You can't go wrong with a loaded running back room like this. Now let's go to receiver. we got Malik Neighbors, who was our our wide receiver one last year. Brian Thomas, another big body who looks to maybe make a big splash this year. Kyron Lacy comes back, and Chris Hilton. Uh, Our tight end room, we've got a lot of upcoming freshmen. But Mason Taylor, true freshman last year, stood out and made a major impact, especially in that game against Alabama. Him catching that two-point conversion to win the game. Uh, our offensive line has got to be, if not the best offensive line in the SEC, guys with like Will Campbell at tackle, Garrett Dellinger, Charles Turner, Miles Frazier, and Emory Jones finding out that really highly tuned offensive line. If I'm just going to go to defense, I'm not going to go through a position group, but guys that like I feel like are obviously really good, Mason Smith, very solid defensive tackle, Makai Wingo, also really good defensive tackle. Uh, defensive end Savion Jones is really good as well but anybody when they're talking about it defense they obviously know who Harold Perkins is guy is a straight monster he is a menace uh, they're looking at playing him in the inside at the inside linebacker spot but also shifting him on edge and outside linebacker as well being able to play in pass coverage and be able to bless the quarterback is a very valuable asset uh, we had got another really good transfer Omar Spates from Oregon State in that linebacking group, I think he's going to be really solid and really good for us as well. Uh, The only real thing that's of a concern is our our secondary. We have good players in the secondary, but it is up for question because our depth. Uh, We've had some issues with some players, with injuries, things of that matter. We have good players in the secondary, just don't have the depth there. And that's especially when you're going back to that Florida State game that Kind of people are concerned about is, oh, well, is LSU going to be solid in the secondary? Can they defend the pass with Jordan Travis? Can they – I think they still can. They have good experienced players back there, a couple of younger guys, but I think LSU secondary is going to be fine. They're going to get tested for sure, but I think they'll hold strong. Uh, As for LSU this season, man, I think the offense is going to take a big leap forward again because I don't think Jaden Daniels is going to feel the need to just scramble out. Now, he didn't do that bad last year with just tucking and running right away. But like I said, I think he's had a whole nother pretty much an offseason to get comfortable with his weapons, to get more chemistry. I think he's going to really take major leaps as a passer, especially with throwing that ball down the field and taking the top of a defense. Because you got to understand, being a dual threat quarterback is one thing. But when your quarterback can scramble... And then he can just stop on a dime and throw 40, 50 yards downfield and catch that defense off guard. Man, it it, it can really help your offense and really help your team get put in positions to win. Uh, if I'm going to look at games for sure that we, not going to say we could lose, but definitely could have a chance to lose. Uh, obviously, week one is a big hype game. It's got to be one of the most hype games for week one for sure. LSU, Florida State, Jaden Daniels versus Jordan Travis. Man, I mean, Florida State's got a good roster. Last year, obviously, it came down to a missed extra point. I'm not going to get really into all the Nick Gritty with that, but I think it's a really good matchup. I think Florida State could definitely give LSU troubles, but I think LSU could definitely pull the win out. Uh, if we're just going to go a little bit down the schedule, another underrated game could be Ole Miss. They bring back Jackson Dart. Lane Kiffin's still the coach. Ole Miss has talent, and it's at Ole Miss. I think LSU pulls out the win. But for sure, I think it could be a very interesting matchup. Let's go a little bit further down the schedule. Obviously, the big one, like I said before, is going to be Alabama, LSU, in Tuscaloosa. It's not in Death Valley this time. Alabama gets the home field advantage. Man, this is definitely going to be your hardest game. Obviously, there's still kind of question marks with them, with Jalen Milrow. But I think Jalen Milrow is obviously going to be the week one starter. And his ability to scramble, his ability to pass, is really going to put them in positions to be able to beat us. Alabama's got pretty much probably the most talented roster in the conference besides maybe us or Georgia. Uh, They've got Nick Saban as a coach. They've got awesome coordinators. They've got awesome coaches, great players. It's going to definitely be a very interesting game to watch for sure. Uh, Me and Cam will go back and forth about it. I think we'll pull it out. He thinks they'll pull it out for sure. Either way, whichever way it goes, it'll be a really good game. And the other sleeper game I'm really watching out for is this Texas A&M game in the last game of the regular season. Uh, last year, A&M really spoiled our season. We were on a high horse. Obviously, we still went to the SEC Championship game, but that loss to A&M really hurt our chances at make being the first two-team, I think, what, two-loss team to make a playoff, if I'm not mistaken? I, don't quote me on it, but that game really... Took it out from under us. I think am has got great talent. Obviously, they get Bobby Petrino in as their offensive coordinator. Jimbo Fisher's still the coach. I want to say Max Johnson, former LSU player, might be their actual starting quarterback. I'm not sure. That could be a game to watch out for as well. But LSU as a whole, man, uh, I think LSU's in a really good place. I think a lot of people are discounting them. I think everybody thinks that they're two, three, four years away. I don't think that at all. I think LSU's got a really good roster. I think LSU's got a solid offense and an even better defense. They could run the table, man. I really think they could. The coaches is there. Brian Kelly, this is probably one of the most talented rosters he's had. Obviously, he doesn't have all the recruiting restrictions and the academic things that were getting in the way when he was at Notre Dame. Now you have the talent. You have awesome coaches around you. This is your chance to really make an impact. And even if they weren't to do it this year, you still come back with a lot of really good players, including Meyer, probably going to be your starting quarterback next year. But, man, if we're talking about this season, LSU has a legit shot to come out of the SEC West again. They could have a legit chance to come out of the SEC. And if we're just looking at it from the outside, looking in, if LSU comes out the West and they win the SEC, Then nine times out of ten, they're going to be in the playoff. Now, I mean, I projected that I think Alabama and LSU are probably going to be in the playoff. This is the last year, for all you guys that don't know, this is going to be the last year that they're going to have a four-team playoff. After that, it's going to expand to 12 teams, and I'm not going to get into all that now, but I, I could definitely see LSU-Bama both being in that playoff. I just think LSU is a dark horse. Everybody knows that they're good, but I don't. I just don't think people are sold on them from one from Brian Kelly being the coach and him not being able to get over the hump at Notre Dame. Obviously, it's not the same situation. I think he's in a prime position to really shock a lot of people. And I would not be surprised if LSU runs the table and wins their fifth national championship. It would not surprise me. Not from just being a homer and this being the team that I love and I enjoy watching, but just from a talent perspective, from a coaching perspective, where the media is painting them, where the analysts are putting them. I think LSU is a legit shot to come out of the SEC and make a playoff run and maybe even win a national championship this year. Just being realistic. Obviously, their dominoes need to fall a certain way. But I'm hopeful. I think that LSU is definitely one of the top two or three teams in the SEC, and they have a legit shot to shock some people and really make some noise this year. Obviously, you still have Alabama you have to go through. Georgia's still in the East. Tennessee's still in the East. A&M could wake up and use all that talent they've got. But as of right now, this is where I think that we'll fall. This is where I feel like we are from a talent perspective. We went through the schedule. We went through a lot of the key position groups, the coaching, things like that. Uh, I'm hopeful. I think it'll be a very interesting season nonetheless. But I'm ready for week one against Florida State, man. I'm ready to shut them Florida State fans up. They've been talking a lot of smack. They have a lot of confidence that they own LSU. But I think LSU's got something to say about that in week one. But, guys, I just want to thank you guys for all the support. Thank you for all the subscriptions, all the likes. Would really appreciate if you guys would just be interactive and comment, man. We would love to have some really cool conversations with you guys. But, uh... We'll see where everything falls. If you guys just want to drop a like on this video, please, it would be greatly appreciated. Drop a comment, subscribe. Do not forget to hit that bell notification so you do not miss a beat. We've got a full college football playlist. We have a full NFL playlist. We have a full top five playlist. And we just started a new What If series, which you guys should really go check out as well. But thank you guys for all the support. And uh, y'all have a great day. This is Brandon with the Football Frame of Mind podcast, signing off.